Portobello, Edinburgh's seaside. This is a thriving, growing community with people doing all sorts of interesting things in the arts, sport and heritage. They all have their stories to tell, which is why we have the Portie Podcast. Far at the end of Windsor Place, right above Earthy, the organic food market, there's an anonymous bright yellow door which leads into the world of Tribe Portie. It's a curious name behind which lie a multitude of different activities. Youth theatre, mother and toddler Pilates classes, an art school and loads of freelance creatives who find it helpful to work as part of a community. It's the brainchild of Danny Trudeau, originally from America, though there's hardly a trace left in her accent. I started by asking her to describe what Triporty is. It's a creative hub and event space. But it's a lot more than that, I suppose. It's a place where you can work or take part in a multitude of activities with lots of really lovely people. So how long has it been here? We've been trading since last March. So you're actually pretty new. We're really new, yeah. We had TEDx Portobello last May, and that was our first time we opened our doors. We were literally putting the toilets in the day before. (laughs) So we didn't launch launch until last November. So we're yeah, we're really new. But doing a TEDx event, because of the kudos that goes with that, mm. that must have been really important in bringing people into the space. It was a really, really good way to open up the space. Our theme was seeing things differently, and I, it was great, because that's definitely what I wanted to do for Try was just have a space where people could see things differently. We're not a community centre, nothing, there's nothing wrong with community centres, but we're a little bit different in terms of being creative and open to everyone, really. So what was your original thought? Because there must have been something in, yeah. you know, some germ of thought in the back of your mind which said, we need this. Yeah, it was kind of, we need a space for good people to come together to do good things. There's lots of things happening in Portobello that are brilliant. There perhaps isn't one space where that happens. And I really wanted to kind of pull lots of things together. So I spent a lot of the first few months speaking to existing groups and seeing how we could fit in and kind of complement what was already happening and, and bring more. Yeah, I can't imagine you setting something up like this without actually first having established there was going to be a need for it. The first step was a community survey asking what folk wanted, what kind of space they wanted to see, what kind of space they didn't have in Portobello, what kind of activities didn't exist yet that they'd like to see. So all those questions, and I got a good response, so I based my, my whole business plan around that initial survey. So how many people do you have now using this space? Yeah, so there's 50 freelancers. That includes the teachers that teach the different kinds of classes. So we have 25 classes a week, so if, I'm, if you're talking about people that use the space, you know, each class has at least sort of 10 folk in them, and then we also run different workshops and things that happen. So 50 regular teachers and freelancers, plus their students and all the other events. Now, the freelancers presumably are hot desking, meaning? Yes, we have a variety of permanent studio office space and permanent desks and then hot desking. So people can come one day a week or two days a week or unlimited amounts. Well, let's go back to the classes. What r- You're saying there are 25 of them a week. What range of different skills are being taught there? We have tribe family work, which is for mum and baby and then we also have Tribe Porto Youth Theatre, which is 3 to 18-year-olds. We have Portobello Music School. And then we have quite a few yoga and Pilates, plus fiddle circle, plus a flute circle. We are a U-Lab Portobello hub. So what's that? 
Uh, ULAB is an online course through MIT. The Scottish Government brought it over three years ago and you can form a hub so you go through the course together. Plus we run TEDx Portobello, as we said, and I'm probably forgetting a few other things. On that note, <coughs> let's, let's bring in one of the freelancers who, who works here, Paul Lambie. Paul wears so many hats he doesn't actually know how to describe what he does, <laughs> yeah. uh, but they cover a range of different creative subjects, let's put it that way. But I believe, Paul, you actually get a considerable benefit from being here. What benefit does this space bring you? As Danny said, there's like 40 to 50 freelancers, and there's generally you know, at least 10 people in here working at any given time. So if I was working at home and faced with a creative problem that I couldn't fix, I'd be pacing around and watching television and putting work off by hoovering. Whereas in Triportia, and, and I know that there's always going to be someone I can turn to to get a little bit of inspiration. There's always someone to stop and have a coffee with and, and talk things over with. You've got access to a huge spectrum of, of different perspectives. So so in a sense, it gives you the benefit of the, I'm not going to say the large corporate, but, but the larger business without the need to be, to for be it one, to be, to be one <laughs> or for it to be formal. Yeah, definitely. It's almost the, and I hesitate to use this, but like the water cooler conversations that you wouldn't have working from home or in a, in a home office. But also there's lots of opportunities to team up with people. I know that there are lots of, there must be half a dozen people in here that I've worked with on various projects. And I know that that, that web of connections sort of moves out. You know, you've got a photographer who works with an architect and they've met in here and you, you know, lots of other relationships like that. So there's plenty of opportunity Youth, for collaboration, really. Lots of collaborative projects have come out of us just having coffee at the same time. Lots of different ideas germinate, in the, and this is a, I almost said hothouse, but it's actually pretty chilly today, um, <laughs> of ideas and, and different talents. So do you feel that without this place you'd find it harder? Retrospectively, yeah. Um, if this place didn't exist, I wouldn't know how much easier it <laughs> yeah. is to work in collaboration. Mm. I would definitely wouldn't like to go back to working in isolation it wasn't in a concrete cube somewhere um, but uh, it's definitely easier having like-minded people around and people who are completely different so there is an opportunity when you hit that stone wall of a mental block that there are people there to give you a leg up which allow you to jump over absolutely and a punch bag in one of the rooms <laughs> so you know there's people to talk to but you can also there's little quiet spaces there's a fairly well understood shorthand that if you've got headphones on you're you're working on your own and yeah you don't have to make your own coffee all day danny can i come back to you how do you want to see this place develop because you're probably getting to the point where where you're pretty well full aren't you yeah, we are near capacity. I'm going to see in January we've got a few more people coming in to see what that looks like. We've got some space left. So I think I just want to deepen and enrich in what's already here. So we've run a few free workshops around finance for freelancers and free courses that I want to put on for people just to kind of help them be their best. And then also expand on our reach. So we're going to bring in some work around some refugee work and some death cafe type meetings. Sorry, um, death cafe. So a chance to talk about death because I don't think we're very good at it. Hmm. I think it's a healthy part of the life cycle. So um, yeah, just kind of how can we connect better? How can we widen our reach in terms of who uses the space? What kind of topics we can approach? Let's end on a positive theme because you've got another TEDx coming up. Yeah. Do you have a theme for that yet? We can't tell you that. <laughs> we do have a theme, uh, although it's a temporary theme. We're just forming the committee. 
and we are interviewing for a curator. So we'll let the committee decide the actual theme. We had to put a theme forward for the licence, but that's not necessarily going to be the theme. But it's quite exciting. It's going to be lots yeah. of activity here, isn't it? Lots of activity. It's always great to bring a group of people together. And it, the nominations are from the public. And we had 48 nominations last year. I'm sure we'll have even more this year. And they always blow us away with their the amazing humans out there, which is what we need right now, I think, is that the goodness, the goodness of humanity, <laughs> a chance to uh, illustrate it. Danny Trudeau, Paul Lambie, thank you both very much. Thank you. Thank you.